Do you ever feel all alone out there running your landscape, hardscape, or outdoor living business? Struggling in silence to grow and scale profitably with fewer employees? Wishing there was a better way to make money in this industry without all the insanely long hours and ridiculously hard work? You're not alone. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. Each week, our tribe comes together to empower business owners to add more profitable services by teaching how to successfully hire and manage subcontractors. Join my inner circle mastermind. Gentlemen, it's time to start winning. For more information, email me, hello at yes.express. Again, it's hello at yes.express. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome back to the Our Spaces podcast. This week, we have Simon Servino on. He is a scaler of businesses, and he teaches us a five-step feedback loop for your business that'll guarantee that no matter what economy you're working through or what craziness we're going through, that you're always really tight with your clients and you have your thumb on the pulse of the changing world we're in. It's five simple questions and he teaches exactly where to drop them and in your overall sales process to get the maximum feedback and maximum referrals from your clients. So if that gets you excited, keep on listening. Hello and welcome to Outer Spaces a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, I hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we're passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow, and through my 25 years of dirt under the nails experience, I look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And today we have, all the way from Vienna, Austria, we have an author of Strategy Sprints. He's a father of three and a scaler of businesses. Can't wait to talk to him. His name is Simon Severino. Hey, Simon, how you doing? Hey, Josh. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, man. It's such a pleasure to have you on and and to you know to uh, talk to you a bit more about something I, I know the listeners are going to love this week is we're going to talk deep into this concept of how to find your superpower, right? And I know that you've you know you've written on it, you speak a lot about it, you do a lot of this stuff, and I really like to understand how you help people find that superpower because I know once you do, there's no stopping you, right? And that's what I want to get into today. So Simon. Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself. You know, I mentioned you're in Austria. Tell me a little bit about how you got, you know, how you're there, if you're born and raised there, and let's get into the brass tacks, all right? 21 years ago, I did fall in love with one question, and the question is, how can we crush it in the market? Because with this question comes together an emotional challenge, an intellectual challenge, because there is no answer, and you cannot do it alone. So it's bigger than you. And when something bigger than you calls you, we entrepreneurs, we experience that every day. Yep. You find a giant within you. Mm -hmm. And you go, where the hell was this thing all the time? <laughs> and you realize, you know, that you are powerful. Yeah. And you have so much creativity, so much ingenuity, so much ability to connect dots and that's what makes us human and that's and that's a superpower that everybody has 
And then there is a process to find your specific angle and what you can contribute right now to the world. And I, I guess we will we will go there. It's the daily habit, mm -hmm. weekly habit, monthly habit, how you get there. Mm -hmm. But basically, and I think your audience and I, we align on this. Basically, you are a force of nature. If you are an entrepreneur, you are a force of nature. You know it. Just sometimes things get tough around us. And sometimes we allow that... You know, broken markets, co uh, corrupt markets, fragile supply chains, different kind of things flying around out there. We allow them to get to the level of our confidence. And so if we do that, then we just forget that we're extremely powerful. It never changes. We always are extremely powerful. There is nothing else than that. But we sometimes forget. And so there are processes to remind ourselves. And that's both on an internal, but also on an external level. There are things, practical things that we can do um, to stay on top of things and to run our businesses in a good way. And this is what I do every day. Since 21 years, I did fall in love with those questions. And mm -hmm. I'm here to serve entrepreneurs on that journey. That's what I do. I love that, Simon. And I love one of your one of your quotes here that I saw when I was doing some research is when you stop hiding, you start empowering others. Can you take us on a journey of how you discovered that and what it really means? Totally. So I think you can either work in public or burn out in private. So last week alone, I had 15 members from my mastermind. It has around 50 members. And 15 of them called me privately Simon I'm struggling with this Simon I'm struggling with this and I go you are talking now to me we are 45 people why don't you put it out there yeah I know that 14 others are struggling with the same thing mm -hmm. if you put it out there you get 13 ideas not just my idea it's just yeah. one yeah. why don't you ask in the group and they go yeah I wanted first to run this by you and I hear you, but in this moment, you are privatizing something because every entrepreneur has sales questions, marketing questions, operations questions, hiring questions every day. So if we work in public, if, if we stop hiding and say, I don't know how to crush it on LinkedIn, who knows how to do it? probability is very high that somebody will say, oh, look at this. This is what I'm doing. It works. Yep. 100%. Or at least somebody will say, I don't know either, but I have the same question. Can we have a call? Yeah. And then you have that partner in brainstorming. So I embrace the concept of open source and I use it in, in my world, in the professional services world, in the B2B world not just in the tech world, because it's just an amazing way of being. Mm -hmm. And my experience, this is my personal experience. When I open up, when I ask questions, when I ask for help, I get help. Yeah. And so I get stronger and stronger and stronger. That's resilience. Yeah. 
dude, I can, I couldn't believe you actually say this right now because just yesterday I had one of our students in our mastermind, he reached out and he had a, a question. It was about making big decisions in life and business, right? And he asked me one-on-one, -on -one, how would you do this? And I said, do you mind bringing it into the group? Cause there's tons of other guys in there and girls in there that would love to have that answer too. And again, when we, instead of just doing it one-on-one -on -one, to your point, the next thing you know, we all learn, right? And it's not just my opinion, then we have everybody else to help too. So I love that angle because it's so powerful. As a tribe, we can create so much more than we can just as an individual. So I love that angle and I love the way you describe that. Now, so if I'm listening here and I'm like, all right, so if you're telling me I have something in me, uh, some superpower that I haven't unleashed yet or haven't found yet or put my thumb on yet, how do I find it? Simon, how do I, how do I get there? What kind of process do I need to go through to even discover what that means? I use three habits because 95% is not in our control. So what is actually in our control? Let's control the controllables. Mm -hmm. I think only three things are in my control and I do them as a daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. My daily habit is I write down how did I allocate my time today? Mm -hmm. And then I ask myself two reflective questions. One is which of those tasks will I delegate tomorrow? And the other task, the other reflective question, if I would live more freely and more intentionally, what would I do tomorrow? Yeah. Takes me just three minutes to review these things. And then I create the flow of tomorrow. I literally write down how will I allocate my time tomorrow. You know, some, some is hard landscape. It's already in my calendar. And, but the rest I can mold, I can design. And so I design the rest and it depends on the weather, on my mood, on my priorities, on my kids, uh, health situation, etc. on many things. But I design that and now I close my day. And tomorrow when I open up my computer, I'm focused, I'm ready, I have an intention, I have a flow. So that's my daily habit. And that is one part of uncovering your superpower because it's about decluttering from what's not giving you energy and what's not your unique contribution. So if I see bookkeeping on there, I'm so far away from having a superpower in bookkeeping. That's just a distraction. That's, that's just admin. Okay, which software or agency will, will do it tomorrow? Gone. Yeah. But then also in sales, now you might say, oh, sales is an important task. Well, let's look at exactly what are you doing, Simon? Are you really talking to the, to the VP of Coca-Cola at, at 1 p.m.? Or are you, you know, just researching on Sales Navigator? S research, delegate. Having the actual conversation, do it. Everything that leads to that conversation, delegate. And this is how... See, even if I'm doing it see, 21 years, mm -hmm. I still find things to delegate. I love that, dude. Because you always find on a higher level tasks to delegate. Mm -hmm. 100%. And that is that's a powerful, the powerful lesson. Yeah, that's the that's daily work. Lesson. Yep. And it's simple. Everybody can do it. They can download a tool if they want. It's at strategiesprints.com. It's a, the, the, the tool that I use. But actually, you just need a piece of paper and, and a pencil. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Then there That's is the amazing. weekly habit. Yep, go ahead. The weekly one 
is pretty important because if I if I ask you listeners, entrepreneurs, how many decisions do you take per day, important decisions, they will say, oh, well, a dozen. And how, on, on what do they base on? So which, which data do you base them on? Then they go, I, I, I wish I had data. I have to assume something and to decide because I don't have the time to look for that data. I mm. don't have that data. It's changing all the time. And I don't have a dashboard that's telling me what to do right now. And that's why... I spend a lot of time about how can we build the Jarvis for the Ironmans out there, for the entrepreneurs who take all those decisions, but right now they're taking them without the data. So based on what? On narrative, on gut feeling. I don't want to take important decisions on narratives or but just by doing what everybody else does. This is how people do it in my industry. I'm going to do that. That's the worst thing that you can do because if other people are doing it it's old already i hope you are molding the future you are creating something better than what's yeah. what's out there otherwise why should people pick your offer yeah yeah i yeah, love your one line I, I love your you're like don't be vanilla that's like your thing right i'd love to don't be vanilla because i'm thinking like it's exactly right you want to be like rocky road or something crazy you don't want to be vanilla i love that yeah imagine imagine elon musk would just try to have a profit rate like general motors Nobody would care about Tesla. Mm -hmm. Nobody. I just go to General Motors, right? Yeah. But he's doing something else. And that's why the NASA every month is going to have to send him money because he's the only one who can do it cheaper and better. Because yeah. he's not caring about the industry standards. He's breaking them all. Yeah. Yeah. He's Rocky and Road. So we have to. <laughs> yes. So yeah. and, and, and we are a little bit like that in our in our own reality. And so how do I how do I know what's the right thing to do right now how to decide I need a simple dashboard and the dashboards that we create for our clients is one marketing number one sales number one operations number of this week so every 7 days they collect their own data not generic data not industry data my data my data and that's important so I'm doing five different marketing tasks. Which one actually works? The dashboard will tell me if LinkedIn or YouTube or Instagram worked better that week. Mm -hmm. And then I know at least my data. I know, okay, Instagram is not working, but LinkedIn is working. So now I can say, okay, next week we do more of LinkedIn because it's working. Yeah. And so same thing with the sales number right? How many discovery calls did we have this week? How many did we close? Oh, we're having less discovery calls than last week. What's going on? And then operations number, how many clients introduced us to new potential clients? So referrals from current clients, which also tells you how happy are they? And this is the most important thing I want to know each week. How happy are they? And are they surplus happy so that they want to send us their friends mm -hmm. that's the only important thing and i need that dashboard so that's why the weekly habit marketing number sales number ops number that's the weekly habit in the strategy sprints method that's what i do and i share my dashboard with all of our clients because it helps them tremendously 
you know, navigate those extremely dynamic waters that are really tough to navigate if you don't have this information. Yeah. It's kind of like driving your car without a dashboard. Not yeah, knowing imagine. how much fuel you have, what the temperature, the transmission is, you know, how fast you're going. You have no clue. You're, you're driving blind and you're offering an opportunity for people to be able to put a dashboard in their business and be like, okay, well, sales numbers are a little slow. I wonder why. Is it holiday? Is it economy? Okay, well, we're not getting a lot of referrals. So does that mean we're just not doing as much as we, you know, 120% instead of 100 or 98%, you know, and you can start adjusting those things on the end. So I love that, that, that that we call it the optics, right? You can actually see these things at dashboard because without it, you're blind. And if it's the economy, what are we gonna do about it next week? Yeah. Without that dashboard, you realize after a month or two months that there is a macro situation coming up in the economy. Yep. You know, then, then it's too late. But if you get it in a seven day space, that's almost real time. Yeah. So now you, you have still time to do something about it. You might discuss with your team, hey guys, should we pivot our offer? Should we change our pricing? Should we change the way we communicate it to yeah. adapt to what's actually going on in, in the life of our clients right now? Yeah. yeah, I know so many times people in business, they start a certain way it works. They just shut their mind off to the fact it's working and then just go in a different direction. And the next thing you know, it's not working anymore and it's almost too late to pull back or change. So it's really important to keep your thumb on that pulse and see the changes that are coming through or you're going to be the last guy to know and that's not where you want to be. <laughs> yeah, that'll be very painful. So I uh, love this stuff so far. Uh, but as far as the superpower, we were diving in. So we had weekly, uh, sorry, we had daily and then we had weekly. So where does it go from there? The monthly one is now you think from your client's perspective, once a month we do a strategy check. And the strategy check is, what else can their client do? If they don't work with us, what else can they do? First option, they do nothing. What happens if they do nothing? Second option, they do it themselves. They hire Peter the intern to do it, or they hire somebody full-time to do it. And then the third option, they go with our competitors, who are currently our most relevant competitors. And then our tool, the equalizer, helps them in just five minutes because entrepreneurs don't have time to do analysis. But in five minutes, they get through five questions and it asks them, okay, in which features are you investing right now? And what are the two features where you are winning against your competitors? What are the two features where you're losing against your competitors? And where are you meh in the middle? Mm -hmm. And it will bucket all three of them and it will show you Oh, if you cut 15% from these two features and you reinvest them in those two features where you're winning, next month, you're crushing it. Hmm. Interesting. And so it's a way of doing a monthly budget, but hmm. informed by a strategy check. Yeah. It's not just, you know, let me cut some costs here. It's where are we investing right now? Where is this investment leading to winning? Let's do more of that. Where is this investing leading to being mediocre or even or even losing against our competitor? Yeah. Well, let's stop losing, right? Let's give it up and reinvest that energy and that budget into where we are already winning. And now that that piece is also answering your superpower question because you are currently winning in it. And now you put in 15% more attention, more energy, more budget. 
Now you're crushing it, and that's also a defendable position. It's not, it's not just superpower. It's a superpower that's two meters ahead of your competitor. Mm -hmm. So it's hard for them to, to sprint to where you already are. You are relaxed, number one, and they would have to sprint to get to you. That's a superpower position. Yeah, no, for sure. I love that. And, you know, I noticed in, in our businesses that, you know, pre-COVID was one world to live in. During COVID, completely different animals, especially in the trades, construction, all that was just wild during COVID. Like everybody was stuck home. They all hated their outdoor living space at the same time or their homes. And they made big changes because they had money and they had time and they wanted it to be nice. Right. So that worked out really well for about two and a half years now with the uh, the big R word flying around recession, people are getting a little bit more focused on what they're spending their money on. And that money isn't as cheap now as it used to be. So uh, with all of those things happening, you got to keep constantly keeping your thumb on the pulse of what's going on. And as an entrepreneur and as a leader of companies, it's you really have to know what's happening. And no one has a crystal ball and knows exactly what's coming. But to your point, if you're looking daily, weekly, monthly at these things and moving forward with a plan, with a strategy, which I know is scary to a lot listening out there, because most of us like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. So why not just wing it? <laughs> the problem with winging it is that uh, you eventually just might end up with nothing. And if you at least plan, then you can adjust as you're moving through. Have you found that to be true out there? Yeah, my metaphor is we are trying to cross a river and we don't see we don't see through the water because it's mm -hmm. it's it's flowing so fast that it's it's not transparent. So how do you do that? Do you really just jump in randomly and hope for the best? Come on, we don't do that. We don't know what's in there. So how do we actually do it? Very small steps. And so sensing one stone after the other, right? We go in small steps, one feet, and then the next feet, and then the next feet in small steps so that the risk is minimal and that we have many contact points to the ground so that if something pops up, we can still go back or we can change direction. So we don't jump in and hope for the best. And that's not a good risk management. Good risk management is man is sensing one stone after the other. Yeah. And that's the weekly, the weekly cadence, right? One stone after the yeah. other, one stone, you can change direction, you can go back, you can move forward, you can move forward faster as soon as you are safe. And if you think, okay, now I get it, now I have a real data about what's under the water, well, now you can sprint to the other side, but you don't yeah. jump in randomly. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Now, you know, we talk about finding the superpower. So take me through how those three, the daily, the weekly, and the monthly, how that helps you find that. I know delegating is one big thing, right? Because if it doesn't bring you joy and doesn't bring you like you're not you're not dangerous at it, then you shouldn't have someone else that is doing it. And then you by getting rid of things off of your list or taking hats off, you eventually find one that fits really well for now, at least. And you keep moving forward and then you find the one that really fits over time. So how does the daily, monthly, weekly system that you have laid out help us get there faster? So how do we find our superpower? We are serving people and now some of those are our ideal clients and they're really getting the most out of it. We have to find that. We, hand, we have to find the pattern. So of all the people that we are working with, which one have the best results mm -hmm. and what do they have in common? 
this is one thing that we learn from the weekly dashboard. So why is it working for Peter, Laura, and Hans better than for the 40 other people that we're working with? Yeah. Why is it more fun to work with them? What makes it fun? Oh, look, there is a pattern. They all use this technology. They all went to that school. We will find patterns. And so the first pattern that we will find is, who are we here to serve? Who is yeah. our ideal client? And when we know that, we will get more and more and more confident to drop all the other clients, to just not take them on. That's the first step. Because you now trust that for the Laura's and Peter and Hans, you are such a perfect fit that you want to actually be ready for more Laura's and Peter's and Hans. Yep. So you have to start saying no to all the others. And that's, for some people, that's a learning curve. Mm -hmm. When you start doing that, because now your data tells you, hey, when Laura's come in, they have 110% results and satisfaction and they bring you other Laura's. So as soon as you have that and you see it in your dashboard, you will feel more confident to say no to the others. And that's one step. The next step is to start asking all the Loras, what else do you need? Who else needs this? So that creates a flywheel. And they will tell you what your superpower is because they will say, oh my God, look, you solved this for me and that for me. So that's what you did for me. And you start writing it down. And literally, when I hear those things, I literally go to our website and change the words on our website. If they yeah. are telling me, Simon, you have shortened my sales times from, from six months to three weeks. This is literally, I write it down. I say, do I have the permission to put this on my website? Mm -hmm. And they go, sure. And I literally 10 minutes later, go onto my website and put it on there. Mm -hmm. That's my process of finding, refinding, and always refinding our superpower. What is it that strategy sprints coaching really does for people? Yeah. By asking them, we continuously ask them. Every 30 days, they get asked, what's working? What's missing? What should we improve? What else do you need? Who else needs this? Five questions. Mm -hmm. If you ask all your clients all the time this, you get all the information that you need. It's interesting. So you just, you can use your clients to actually tell you instead of you guessing and being like, yeah, I think that's what it is. No, just flat out ask them. And then next thing you know, your ideal avatars, your ideal clients, you're like, wait a minute here. I want more of them, right? The Laura's and the Hans and all that, right? So I want more of those. And so where do they go? What do they do? Where do they vacation? What kind of cars do they buy? Where do they live? You know, what, what do they do for a living and start getting in, you know, intimately uh, understood of what, what, who they are and what they do. And then you can talk more to that. But I love how you're going in and taking their exact words and bringing them into not just your, uh, you know, your testimonials, which is awesome, but you're also using those words on your website because that's the same word your clients, your ideal clients are using, therefore their language, and they, they feel a bond and a connection to exactly what you're saying. So it's from a sales perspective, it's brilliant that way. The, the best service is using their words because you know, the best copy on your website is the one where when they see it, 
they feel seen, they feel mm. heard. And so if you use their words, you're literally hearing them. Yes. So they come to our website and go, oh, he's talking to me. Yeah. That's my yeah. that's my people. Yeah. How can I talk to you? Click. Yeah. I see so many that put that put websites up and they're like, I got a website check and they forget about it. Right. It's just like a it's like a store. They open a door and left. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they don't care if people are buying the products. They don't really it's like I got a website check. Or same with social media. They just, I, I got a, I got an Instagram page, check. And they don't do anything else, right? And if you'd read through like the 80-20 rule and think about it that way, and you mentioned earlier about figuring out what's working and what's not and focusing more on what's working. And if 80% of your time you know, gives you 20% of your results. So if that's the case, why not be focusing on that 20% and then take that down another level for an 80-20 split, right? And be like, okay, what of that is giving me my most results? And then put all your time into those things. That you sit back and say, holy crap, I only have four things to do a week. But when I do those four things, big things happen. Yeah. And people tell me, yeah, I, I, I spent 10K on the website and now this agency is doing my website. And I go, oh my God. Well, first, I've never spent a dime on my website. And second, I've always done it myself. And they go, what? You do your website yourself? I say, yeah. Why? because I want to change it every 10 minutes. So yeah. every time I get a new word, I go there and I change it. Yeah. And I don't want to ask somebody who takes three days to do it. I do it now. And it's simple. Yeah. There is not much on our website. You don't need much on your website. Just the few relevant words that your people are actually saying to you. I love that. Can you go back to those five things that we should be asking in order to constantly be improving? Could you, we go back to those, please? Yeah. What's working right now? Mm -hmm. So they are your current client and you ask them, in our work, what's particularly helpful for you right now? Mm -hmm. What should we improve? What's missing? What else do you need? And who else needs this? Okay. So it's in those five words, you solve so many problems or those five questions, you solve so many problems and possibly get referrals. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah, I love it. And the last one is a referral engine. You are building yeah. a referral machine into your business. Yeah. And that's for most businesses. That's it's the main growth lever. Yeah. I love the simplicity of that. It's so true. So when would you plug that in? That's probably toward the end of the um, you know, relationship, not end of relationship, but the end of the, the uh, transaction with the client. Would you say it's a good time to drop this in? Much before, because mm -hmm. you, you will have to ask on average twice before you actually get a referral. So it must become a, 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 a habit. You need to ask three times in, in the length of your main offer, main program. Mm -hmm. So our program is 90 days. We ask them three times. We ask every 30 days. If your program okay. is 12 months, you can ask every two months or three months, but make it a process for multiple reasons. And the moment when you ask, that's really important. So what we do with our clients is we map out how their main offer, their flagship offer is, their, their hero product. And then we say, all right, where are the highest energy moments, the peak experiences mm -hmm. and and if they don't have peak experiences then we have to design actually the delivery design the experiences and then you create 
three, four activation points. So for example, congrats, you, just, you have just unlocked this and this. You used my software, you have now reduced your costs by 13%. Congrats, if you continue doing this, you will unlock level two, which is you have cut one third of your current costs. And then you are at level two. And they go, oh my God, that's cool. I've just locked level two. What will level three be? So you create excitement. Mm -hmm. You reinforce their status and you reinforce their progress and you help them see their progress. Because people, they work and work and work and they never feel their progress. Okay. Because nobody's showing them, look, this yeah. is what you have achieved. Yeah, That's why we have those activation points and we show them and we build in loops that show them, wow, you have unlocked level two. Wow, you have unlocked level three. And after level two, that's when you ask, who else needs this? Yeah. And they will not give you a referral there, but you will ask again after the unlock level three and that's when they will give you a referral. I love that. You know, I always think of it being something you wait till the end, but I love the idea of if you, if you break it up, say for instance, like you're doing a service of some sort and you have the first part, which is all design and you get the design done and you get the budget study done. Like you have got a sense of all what all that is then to drop these five questions on them then, and then move into the actual, you know, contracting side and build the entire project. So maybe halfway through that, you drop these questions again. And then at the very end, you drop the questions again. So you're saying that the, the, the rule of three is a higher chance of eliciting that testimonial and all that good um, you know, stuff at the end because they're part of that process, not waiting till the end and hit him over the head with it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, first time they will go, mm, yeah, I think I know somebody, but let me think about it. Yeah. And then over the next weeks, they will actually uh, pop up in their head, oh, that person needs it. Yeah. And then when you ask the next time, they will give you the name. That's amazing. I love that, dude. I love that. That's why I love podcasting. I get to learn all kinds of stuff here. It's not, <laughs> listeners, it's not just me talking to people. I actually learn so much in these podcasts. It's beautiful. So I love, appreciate that, Simon, for sure. Um, cool, man. So, I mean, it's been uh, it's been an amazing you know time here chatting. Do you have any other information that you want to drop on the, any, any thoughts in this, this segment or in sales or anything like that you want to drop on our listeners here before we wrap up? If, if they want to try out the three habits they can download templates for that and little videos on our website is strategiesprints.com those things are open source because again we like to be to work in public because we get feedback they get feedback it's better for everybody yeah and the tools get better and better the more people in different geographies use them the more i know which which angle to improve yeah so it's better for everybody they can go to strategiesprints.com they are in there there is also a book out there, Strategy Sprints by Simon Severino. It's on Amazon and the, it's full of checklists. It's, it's like a cookbook. Oh, I have to improve my marketing. Let me go to chapter two, how to do marketing. It's literally checklists and blueprints. Like I shared a couple of them. It's full of them with clients, case study. What was the problem? How did they solve them using the checklist? Chapter three, how to do sales. Up to chapter 12, how to do hiring. Chapter 13, how to keep the people. Mm. I love that, dude. Sounds like, a, I love the idea of it being a cookbook because then it can be very useful as opposed to just talking at you. You can actually get involved with it. So I love that concept. That's so good. So if someone wants to reach out to you, uh, maybe on social or email or anything like that, like what's the best way to reach out to you? 
strategysprints.com is the best way. And if you click, you can talk to us and we can we can help you with, in a specific way. And if, if you're looking for socials, we are everywhere. You either enter Strategy Sprints or Simon Severino and you find us. Awesome. We'll make sure we put it in the show notes for that. Uh, Simon, it's been, it's been a pleasure having you on. I've certainly learned a lot here and I hope the listeners have as well. So if you guys have questions about what you've learned here, reach out to Simon. It's uh, strategysprints.com is where you'll find him. And uh, he'll be able to help you on your journey, find uh, much more clarity, better optics, and a lot more, well, I guess, confidence because you'll have clarity around these certain subjects and creating those dashboards for yourself so you know exactly what the, the key indicators that you need to be watching are in your business. So, Simon, thank you for coming on and uh, I wish you the very best. Thank you, Josh, for showing up for your community and for holding this space. And everybody, keep rolling. Thank you, sir. Till next week. Till next week.